Welcome to Neo420 Talks, the podcast talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We are here with you again today, the 18th day of May 2020, a month removed from the month of 420. Yes, it is a sad time as we have went past that monumental day in history, but we are back and we are with you and have more and more information to bring to you. As always, I'm going to first ask you to go over to Facebook and follow us, share our content with others, and it is one of the few places that you're going to continue to see truth and information as we are dedicated to all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. So we want you as our audience to show us support. The quickest way you can do that is to like what we put out as far as content. Make Neo420.com a bookmark on your phone as you're going to want to stay up to date on all the ever-changing news and information that we have published out there on Neo420 News. That's Neo420.com backslash news. Also, Instagram at Neo420 News. That's where we publish news and information all about the cannabis and hemp industry. Some about the new evolving rules that are happening, which we're going to cover today extensively, um, as well as the new benefits that are happening within the cannabis industry as more and more people are starting to recognize the medicinal benefits, as we will talk about here shortly. But I thank you for everything that's going on. I thank God for life. I thank God for the recovering ability from all of the trouble, uh, physical accidents and pain that I have been in in my life. And it's only through the glory and grace of God that I have came back through it. So in that, I try to be a steward to try to show you what's really going on in the world as I have been provided the discernment to be able to see things clearly because I take that discernment from my spirit that lies within me and that is through the great Christ Jesus. So I want to recommend that you get to know God during this time. Do not look to government. Do not look to your job. Do not look to any one thing other than God. Because as I put many times in our posts on Sundays at Neo420Talks on Instagram, you cannot break a person that gets their strength from God. And I am one of those people. Hallelujah. So let's get into the great information. And as I want to tell you that I am going to continue to bring you new, exciting, informative news coverage from many different great independent journalists, independent content creators, as I've brought to you uh, amazing Polly, brought to you SGT report, brought to you Sean Atwood, brought to you many others and we're going to continue to expand that with others such as the Tin Foil podcast and brother bishop larry gators uh, 
with his powerful information he brings forward. So stay tuned here to Neo 420 Talks podcast, talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. If you want to support this independent media, you can easily do that by going over to Neo420.com. Navigate your way through the menu bar over to the shop. You'll find the CBD shop. Any of those products that you get, we appreciate because those are affiliate sponsors that compensate us for any business that they do on our platform from you, our audience. So thank you for that support. Specifically, if you go and connect with our partners at Neo Hemp Company, you will be able to get the great benefits of this product. You know the source. Hashtag know your source. That is very important because the source is through us and our great affiliates of certified organic farming partners, licensed top-notch extraction labs, and great licensed fulfillment centers as we are continuing to bring you more and more coverage. As I told you, the more that you support us, the more that we'll be able to employ people who need work. And our, our primary focus is veterans, employing veterans, getting them into the industry, getting them familiar with what's going on and what benefits lie here and what service they can provide to us and to the general populace as we start moving away from the pill-based medicinal industry and into a plant-based industry where you can treat yourself and hashtag grow your own. Thank you for all the support. Thank you as our supporters and member list are increasing every single day. So today, let's get to what we're going to bring to you. Today, we're going to talk about two specific topics that are covered over at Neo420 News. And that is, title of the article, Advocates Call for Removal of the DEA from Cannabis Research Approval Process. If you've, re- if you've done any following of what's been going on for years, and I'm sure it's, it's a decade at this point, but the DEA has, has continued to promise that they are going to approve research licenses in order for licensed research be done here in the United States as it is done in Israel, in Spain, in Canada, in many Central American countries. But here in the U.S., we're not allowed to do licensed research, and you have to conduct licensed research in order to be recognized as as validated research. So we've a lot of people know the benefits. A lot of people have talked about them, have published white papers on them, but they are not, basically they're not accredited if you're not licensed. So for article reads, for many years, the DEA has controlled which entities can can conduct cannabis research in the U.S. That has resulted in research being limited historically. More research is being conducted in the U.S. than years past, however, the situation is still far from optimal. Considering how much popular medicine, how popular medical cannabis is in the U.S. and beyond, how many wellness properties the cannabis plant is known to possess, and how many more are yet to be discovered, it makes sense that cannabis research should be embraced rather than hindered. Unfortunately, the DEA's involvement in the cannabis research approval process is holding things back. Research in the United States benefits the global cannabis community. 
but just the U.S. Thankfully, advocates are making a big push to change the current situation. Below is a press release that has been sent out today by our friends at the National Cannabis Industry Association. In Washington, D.C., the National Cannabis Industry Association, also known as the NCIA, submitted comments this week in response to the Drug Enforcement Agency's request for information on controls to enhance the cultivation of marijuana for research in the United States issued in March. And notice in this, marijuana is spelled M-A-R-I-H-U-A-N-A. This is again, controlling speech, controlling words, creates confusion. And by these different agencies calling it different things, medical marijuana, medical cannabis, cannabis, marijuana, pot, weed, ganja, like all of it, you know, is is ridiculous. But this is how the government of the DEA does it. They spell marijuana with an H. The association argues that public health agencies are better suited to determine the qualifications of parties engaged in medical and scientific research or production of and recommends that DEA be removed as the agency in charge of final approval for such applications. The comments also cite year-long delays in approving existing applications as additional justification for transforming control of application approval away from law enforcement and point out several issues in the rulemaking process that will likely hinder research. So we're talking about, let me continue on because this is, this is important. Despite publicly stating in 2016 that it was interested in expanding production of cannabis for research purposes and streamlining study application review, none of the more than 30 applications that have been submitted since then have been approved by the DEA. Under current policy, there is only one legal federal supplier of cannabis located at the University of Mississippi. That's been there since, I believe, the late 80s and at least the 90s. Researchers and experts have repeatedly claimed that the cannabis produced there is substandard, insufficient for research purposes, and not representative of what is available to consumers in either regulated or illicit markets around the country. Quote, it is painfully clear that the DEA is either unable or unwilling to meet the increasing demand for cannabis research from voters, policymakers, and scientific community, end quote, said Aaron Smith, executive director of National Cannabis Industry Association. Quote, by continuing to make this agency the gatekeeper for studies and research production, we are doing a disservice to the nation at a time when we need as much health-related information as possible. Federal agencies should be actively facilitating research that could reveal more about the beneficial the medical benefits of cannabis, not hindering behind outdated policies to delay or discourage the pursuit of knowledge. End quote. In January, the House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Health held a hearing featuring representatives of federal agencies involving involved in approaching and approving cannabis research and production, including the DEA. Several members of the committee expressed frustration at the inability of witnesses to provide substantive information about how the process would be improved or timeless timelines for approval of existing applications. Quote, on behalf of its nearly 2,000 members, NCIA near 
by hereby request that these proposed regulations be amended or withdrawn and that qualified public health agency be appointed to serve as a coordinating agency instead, end quote. The comments concluded, quote, we also request that the applicant pool be expanded to include companies that are or have cultivated cannabis in accordance with state with laws of any state, regardless of whether DEA concludes such actions did or did not technically violate the Controlled Substances Act. Most importantly, NCIA requests that the U.S. government incentivize research and create a pathway for less restrictive means by which the country can access important information that the medical properties of cannabis, end quote. Cannabis is legal for adults in seven states as well as the District of Columbia and territories of CMI and Guam. And 33 states, as well as several territories, have comprehensive medical cannabis laws. The substance is legal in some form in 47 states. Important, important, important information to get out there because this is something that is literally restricting the availability of known therapeutics for people because we know the plant has a mass amount of beneficials through the immense amount of cannabinoids and terpenes that we only know of what five or six uh, cannabinoids and in many of the terpenes but we still know so little compared to what we can know and it's relevant to the next article that I want to talk to you about because all of those beneficials are very important in understanding the medicinal benefit of cannabis and hemp, right? And again, people, hemp is the is qualified by having 0.03% THC in its testing results. So it has to be that low of a level of tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the psychoactive cannabinoid within the plant. Everything else can be very high as far as the CBD, the CBG, the CBN, etc. But this next article titled Five Reasons Why Medical Cannabis Popularity is Surging. This was published on May 12th of this year. And it starts out by uh, saying that medical cannabis is not a new thing. As far back as 27 BC, cannabis is documented being used for medical purposes. It wasn't until the 20th century the medical benefits of cannabis were questioned, and even then those, quote, questions, end quote, were motivated by political views and ambitions rather than science. In 1996, voters in California became the first in the nation to re-legalize medical cannabis, followed by many other states and countries. Between the mid-90s and 2012, the number of medical cannabis patients in legal states increased exponentially. That trend started a change in states to legalize cannabis for adult use in post-2012. Stop right there for a moment. I came into the industry, as everyone knows, as a medical patient and from a horrific injury. And after that full experience, I continue to say and will say here again that everyone that utilizes cannabis or hemp is doing it for medical purposes. They may call it getting high or feeling good or getting ripped or whatever you want to call it, blazing, you know, but all of it is doing is creating a medical benefit to you. That's the reason you are able to relax. That's the reason you are able to chill. That's the reason you are able to sit back 
and vibe and be creative because your mind is relaxed. Those stressors that we put on ourselves and that may be coming from physical pain are all reduced when we use these. And that article says 1996, you know, was the first time I've read where in Oregon back in the 70s, there was a, a legislation that was put in place to allow cannabis. I haven't been able to, to completely vet that yet, but that's something of interest to look into because uh, I know people out in Oregon that say that they planted their first plant back in the late 60s going into the 70s. And I know these people are movers and shakers and would have made these things happen. But as we go into this article, I'm gonna I'm gonna list the five reasons that they say that medical uh, cannabis uh, is is increasing in interest from for people to become patients and caregivers. Number one, easier than ever to see a doctor, thanks to technology and current rules governing many cannabis programs, patients can participate in a tele med exam that is a comfort of their homes instead of having to travel to a physician or doctor that specializes in medical cannabis now patients can see a doctor virtually all of it takes is a sufficient internet connection and common computer hardware number two save money via lower dispensary prices this is not a this is undoubtedly a huge one because here in uh, oregon we have a tax that basically ends up being so if you spend $10, the tax is going to be about $2.50. So that's like, uh, what, uh, 20%? No, be a little bit less. Uh, but anyway, if you quantify how many times you go, quantify, mean adding up how many times you go to the dispensary, and then you take that tax, that $2.50, and multiply it times the times that you go to the dispensary. Compare that price against what it would cost. Here in the state of Oregon, I believe it's around $400 altogether for the medical uh, card. But you're allowed to grow six mature plants, unlimited vegetative. You're able to get that discount when you go to the dispensary. Um, so there's a lot of benefits. Number three, increased cultivation limits. What I was just saying about the number of mature plants, this article actually gives the example. For example, in Oregon, any resident with an adult living there can cultivate up to four mature cannabis plants for adult use. A medical patient can also cultivate an additional six mature plants for a total of 10 plants. With the ongoing pandemic limiting many people's ability to travel frequently, the additional harvest all add up to produce more cannabis at home and lowers the need to travel to dispensary. That's something you don't, you know, I didn't even take into account in that previous equation, but think about how much time, gas money, fuel, uh, et cetera, that it takes for you to go to your dispensary and then add that in to the cost of the taxes. Number four, increased possession limits. Some some states are getting ex extensive about how much you can possess. Uh, again, this one uses Oregon as an example. Medical cannabis patients can possess up to 24 ounces in addition to adult use possession limits. So 24 ounces, that's over a pound that you can possess legally on you at any time. <laughs> so uh, number five, increase potency uh, product, product potency limits. Some adult use cannabis states have different potency limits for medical cannabis edible products. Using Oregon again as an example, 
for uh, the adult use THC milligram limit in Oregon for cannabis edibles is sufficient. However, for many people suffering from one or more debilitating health conditions, the current 50 milligram per edible limit is not enough. The THC content limit for medical cannabis products is twice as much compared to adult use, which helps patients save money in addition to providing a stronger dosage that helps patients to treat their conditions. So there it is, two direct correlations between the DEA giving approval to more and more research needing to be done for cannabis and hemp, and then we look at the surge and increase in medical cannabis uh, interest throughout the United States and around the world. So those are two great articles that I wanted to provide to you. Uh, by the time you likely check these out, we are going to probably be on a new cycle of information because, as you know, if you check out neo420.com backslash news or at IG at neo420news, the articles are continuing to update as we get, have over 50 plus articles on the page at any given time. So by the time you read all 50 plus, there's going to be new ones. <laughs> so check it out. Again, I want you to encourage you to go over, check us out at all of our social media, make our website a bookmark on your phone, your laptop, and any device. Share it with your friends, family, and loved ones so more and more of us can become very educated, very knowledgeable about what's really going on in the hemp, cannabis and hemp industry. And it, as always, at the end, I want to thank you for tuning in. Share this. Stay tuned to next time. And for those who do, I salute you.